Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93 The Bill. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. The phone lines, they are open. If you would like to get in here, today is uh, a Louisville basketball game day. Although it is a late one, uh, you will be up past your bedtime to watch uh, this Louisville team uh, here tonight against Boston College. But uh, that's life now. These 9 o'clock games for East time, uh, Eastern Time Zone teams, there's nothing we can do about that, right? We just got to embrace it. Uh, yes. Unfortunately. That's that is correct. Gotta love TV dictating times. Hey, you want their money? You gotta take uh, what they what they give you in that regard, right? That's absolutely right. So, Mark, I uh, you know that Eric Alper account that just tweets out like music prompts. Uh, he no, he tweets out essay question prompts. Really, essay question prompts all year long, and he does it every year the same questions. Mm-hmm. And he has like millions of followers. I don't know. But he might had, not even be a real person. A I don't think. Person. I think he's just a bot. But right, he had the prompt: "What's a song where you can hear and feel the genuine pain in the singer's voice?" And I quote tweeted it and said, "Friday" by Rebecca Black. There's there's a a little bonus Friday on a Wednesday. Um, there's like a lot of people that I just don't get the joke and are just. Like earnestly replied to me. <laughs> I would guess these are guys that don't follow you, so they don't get the joke. <laughs> Some of them are. I just don't know if they understand the song. <laughs> so in, in your about. world, uh, is like she's trapped in a Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's. Can't I mean, get she out. Sound is like that she's what in pain? <laughs> I think she sounds like I she's mean, in, I'm pain. in pain. It's Friday, Friday. Friday. It sounds like somebody's like forcing her to sing that song. You will sing the song. We'll go viral, make some money, and maybe not the best way, but we'll make money like off she's this. Cry- she is, she is singing through the tears. She is. Woof. <laughs> I mean, it's look. I listen through the tears if it makes you feel any better. Yeah, it does actually. Eighty-one fifty ninety-three nine. That's the number if you'd like to get in here. Thirty-eight thirty-one ninety-three nine for the UPS jobs text line. A texture uh, texted in and said. Uh, that they had a friend from Australia who worked at Outback and that the rest of his family was ashamed of him. That's the shame of the family. Uh-huh. <laughs> for, for working there, which is a great story. Uh, I love That's that. That's so good. Uh, which got me to thinking, like, what would be funnier is, is like, somewhat that scenario where, like, you're Australian and you're like, well, I guess I could work at Outback. Yeah. Uh, and that Outback is, like, Utterly and completely divorced from what it's really like to be sort of a frontier person in Australia. <laughs> or that it is exactly what it's like. Right? <laughs> that Outback, it, like, it is a perfect representation. And, and, and Australians come in and they're like, oh, we'll see about like, Oh, this is pretty nice. Like, everybody's crocodile like, this, Dundee. Is, this is how we eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, never mind that there's, like, all of the people. I think, like, 99% of the population in Australia lives on those coastal cities. And, like, nobody lives in the Outback. <laughs> everybody's crocodile Dundee. Every, yeah, that's exactly right. Nobody goes to the Sydney Opera House. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, my gosh. That would be great. 
That's so great. 8150-939. That's the number if you'd like to uh, get in here. 3831 and 93.9 for the the UPS shop text line. Go ahead. Nothing. I'm just all everybody's Outback uh, tweets are cracking me up. Uh, I did want to take an aside from the the Louisville basketball back and forth uh, and and just sort of the the death march to the end of the season. Uh, This to bring up something completely different and get your your thoughts on this. And I wanted to 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 bring up. I'm not a, a huge fan of Joel Klatt. I, I just think he's kind of corny. Yeah. Uh, and is a is a company man in a way that I don't respect. Like, you know, somebody who is unwilling to maybe ever say anything bad about uh, something they represent, if that yeah. if their side is you know is wrong, and kind of takes pot shots at other entities that I feel like are driven solely because like they're not an in-house brand, you know, and and I, he tweeted something the other day about Michigan and what's going on with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And if you're not familiar that Jim Harbaugh and Michigan football uh, under investigation with the NCAA and apparently negotiating with the NCAA, which is something I didn't know you could do, uh, negotiating with the NCAA on how to sort of resolve what they're accused of. And and in particular, Harbaugh is accused of, of some things very similar to what Chris Mack was accused of by Dino Gaudio in terms of you know using guys in practice that maybe you weren't supposed to and having some contact that you're not allowed to have during all of the COVID restrictions that everyone had. And it, the, I guess maybe the worst part about it is he is accused of lying to the NCAA about that stuff. So it could – like that, that could rise to the level one thing. Like there's nothing worse in the NCAA's eyes than lying to the NCAA. The, the violations are bad. Lying to them about it is like its own – thing you know the 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 barbecue at Bruce Pearl's house is not allowed it's not the end of the world lying to the NCA got him fired uh-huh. and Joel Klatt uh, tweeted uh, two days ago so the NCAA is big mad at and he added University of Michigan football because they contacted recruits during and then he put in quotation marks COVID dead period like COVID is a real thing Joel there was actually a COVID dead period you're misusing your quotation marks there and had an analyst coach too much. And they said, meanwhile, Gators football, and he added them too, promises a recruit $13 million, can't pay it, but the NCAA has nothing to say about that. Why is the NCAA still a thing? And I, I would have to think, first of all, Dave, my logic professor at UofL would have keeled over at the, like, here's premise one, here's premise two, and here's the conclusion I draw from it. They're like, these are terrible. <laughs> These don't flow from each other at all, buddy. This doesn't make any sense. But more than that, like what feels like it's kind of going on behind the surface is I'm going to ride for, to the point that I'll act like COVID wasn't even like a real thing, for Michigan because what is Michigan? In the Big Ten. Mm. And it's a Fox. They're like Fox partners now to the exclusion of ESPN. And I'm going to take a pot shot at Florida and and a wildly inaccurate one at that. Uh, and and because they are an ESPN property now, and I I couldn't help but feel like regardless of how well you think any of this is thought out or if you think any of it's valid at all, it's a really dumb tweet. Like it's a, it is an an extreme like quit worrying about what Michigan's doing, worry about what Florida's doing. How about both? Like yeah. why do we got to pick one and not not the other? And, and it's a pretty wild i think kind of misrepresentation like florida didn't do this their collective did but right. it is a, it is a different thing and he knows that he knows that it is bizarre to me to be like get the ncaa involved go over like to actually have somebody say like they should be looking into that and you're like a a national college football uh commentator for for fox who is like one of the major partners now for for the big 10 in particular but I think, unfortunately, Dave, we'll see if ESPN sticks to it. I don't know. But I, I expect all the Fox Sports people to do more and more and more of this. Uh, probably. Probably. I mean, that's the um, – I love a false equivalency, you know. <laughs> I love a yeah. good fa- false equivalency. Uh, yeah. We get them all the time. We're very used to them because people – pretty much every time a Louisville fan would say anything about anybody else's misdeeds um, – 
this would get thrown in our face, you know, whatever happened in at our school in the last 10 years. Um, but obviously, somebody who, who covers the sport, who's adding Michigan football and adding, you know, Gators, you know, Florida football and tagging them in these these uh, these posts like they're a uh, like they're like a remedial Twitter user, you know, and I just it, it, like it was he trying to snitch on them or like, something, right? <laughs> like you snitch tag and like what are you doing? And he tagged the NCAA too, and it's like. A, Oh, cool! Oh, it's like, just great. Joe Clack guy. He's verified. He we gotta check into but this imagine, tweet, man. Imagine saying like, like, why is the NCAA looking into these actual rules violations when there's a collective doing this? You know, like I don't know. It's just the whole thing is stupid to me, and obviously it reeks of company man stuff, like you're talking about. Like it reeks of of almost being an agent of the conference in the schools more than being like a football analyst. You know what I mean? I think Joel's just hanging out with Clay Travis too much. No, Clay Travis would be on the other side. But he's a well, Fox Clay Sports Travis guy. works for Fox, though. Yeah. I know, but he's, that, but he's an SEC hawk. So I like, know, but, but don't you think? Like, don't you think that he it will be fascinating to yeah, see if you're he right. can turn one off for the other? Because if there's one... I hate to break it to any of you who are listening who might not know this, but if there's anything Clay Travis is really good at, <laughs> saying stuff he doesn't mean for money, believe, for money. Yeah, yeah. Being a so, dumb, okay, you missed the opportunity to say being a dumbass. You well, missed it. I said it in, he's in still a dumbass. Not, yeah, not uh, <laughs> the same terms, but uh, I did basically say that he's very, very good at saying things that you know damn good and well he doesn't believe uh, for for profit and for a following and for a reaction. He does it three hours a day. Uh, I think that. Uh, I fully expect him to go in the tank against the SEC on Fox. I, I think you're right. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think you're both absolutely right on that. I, I do not underestimate Clay Travis's um, moral elasticity yeah. or his or his disingenuity. Yeah, like he is absolutely 100 percent a paid gun for hire. So, you know, I'm sure he'll come out against the collective. And he also is like a he is he has. Um, Curated the character of of old man yelling at the cloud, you know, or like or, or taking that side of things and um, demonizing things like collectives and stuff like that. I'm sure that'd be right up his alley. I don't you think though, like that will be something that I think, unfortunately, we're gonna have to baby bake into what we think about the coverage that everyone gets. And I've heard John Skipper, who used to be you know the CEO uh, at ESPN, there talk about how. They he would insist to the editorial side, the reporting side uh, of of ESPN that they are not to favor leagues that they do or don't have relationships with. You know, basically saying like, uh-huh. don't let's. Even though it might be obvious for us to do this from like a promotional angle, I refuse. You guys are not allowed to color your reporting or investigating based on whether leagues are partners with us or not. And he talked about the one time that they really did, and he, he hated it and he regretted it. And it was about the when they did the Game of Shadows, I think the the reporting with, I think, what was it, uh, PBS on concussions. Mm-hmm. And they they withdrew their, their portion of it because they're partners with the league and they didn't want to make them mad. Uh, but I'm more inclined to believe ESPN will, will stick with that because they have little bits of, of – relationship with with just about everybody but it certainly looks like to me like my first thought was like man this is what they're all going to be like on fox now isn't it yeah and i i unfortunately i think it's been trending that way you know like it's it's there's been little shreds of that here partisan. And there. yeah part, part exactly partisan reporting from re- sports reporters uh and as the deals get bigger and as they become more exclusive to one network versus the other as opposed to being you know, having tier two and three deals, and and maybe having a a, a little finger in, in a lot of different pies. Uh, I think you're going to see this, you know. And frankly, like I, whatever, like I, I can turn these people off. It's just not going to be a ton of national, like I don't know, impartial reporting when it comes to these tor- these type of uh, situations. And 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 everybody's going to have an agenda, and that sucks. Like even though we work for the you know flagship station for U of L I've been very clear about where my lines are you know and what I'll, what I will do and what I will not do uh, and I will always give you an honest opinion on what I think's going on at U of L and that's always going to be the case 
But I mean, my money isn't compared to what these guys make. <laughs> so I can't tell you what I'd do if I got paid like three or four million dollars a year. I think Dave's trying to he's trying to leverage on the air, trying to get you able to pay him some money. It kind of sounds like you're soliciting a little bit. Like. <laughs> like it was not my intention, but you know, whatever. Dave's not gonna turn down free money. <laughs> like, hey, I, I think I'm I've got strong morals, but you know, I haven't been offered that much money in my life, so <laughs> my ethics I feel like are strong. <laughs> I don't feel tardy. That's what that sounded like. <laughs> I feel like I have a strong ethical center. When I think know. about me, I have right exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> along the same lines uh, or similar lines, at least. You know, a lot. Of, there's been a lot of talk about the NCAA with a new president now, uh, and their thinking, at least, being because you had Joel Klatt say, "Like, what's the point of the NCAA at all?" And it's a fair question. But that we is, agree on. <laughs> yeah, the NCAA, uh, in particular, needing actions from Congress to basically sort of bail them out, to grant them a certain kind of status so that they don't have to do the normal things that most other professional organizations do when they have employees, athletes who perform and and are allowed to unionize and all that sort of thing. Uh, And it's going to – look, they're not a particularly um, sympathetic party to needing someone else's legislation to sort of bail them out. But what I think will definitely not help is – when you're lobbying Congress to grant you a certain status so that you can continue to not pay athletes as employees, mm-hmm. which is what they're doing. They're, they've stopped opposing other entities paying them, but they don't want to pay them or have to treat them like employees. One of the things that it's probably best to not do is pay your coach an extra million dollars and not even know that you did it. But I don't know if you happened to, to see this report earlier. A, a state of Louisiana kind of audit of the athletic department at, at LSU found they paid Brian Kelly an extra million dollars and didn't even know it until they did this audit. Hell yeah. Which, awesome if you're Brian Kelly, right? But it, <laughs> if you are, you think about just how much money has to be flying around at all times. For a million dollars to be paid out and no one be like, what's with this million dollars? That it just blends into the background with all the other dollars that are flying back and forth from an athletic department. Like, that is incredible that that could even happen. And if you're Brian Kelly, by the way, does Brian Kelly make so much money that someone dropping a million dollars in some account of his? And he's not like, what's that about? He was probably more like, um, yeah, I mean, it's probably a bonus. You know, I'm used to bonuses. Yeah, a bonus. Could you imagine having a contract where you have so many bonuses that you're not obviously sure exactly where that million dollars just came from? No, I couldn't. I don't. Like, if I, I took my I bank account right now and there's a million dollars in there, I'd be like, all right. I'm like, no, of course. I'd be like, I'm probably in some trouble. Dude, if right? I checked my bank account right now and there was an extra $1,000 in it, I would know. You know, like, if yeah. there was an extra $100 in it, I would probably know. <laughs> I got a pretty good eye on my bank account. If you saw that, Dave, would you just move like away, just like, leave this country? Dollars? Yeah, a million dollars. I would probably try to find some way to withdraw it immediately. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm gonna just... Whatever it would take, an act of Congress, whatever. Like I would try to get that money out of that account so nobody could electronically take it out again. <laughs> and then I'd probably move. <laughs> yeah, don't want the IRS on your trail. Dude. Not like a million. Like in this day and age, a million dollars is probably enough for me to live off of for. For the rest of my life, or anything I can like give that. it a shot, though. I'll give it a shot. That's right. I'll go. I mean, I grid. think I could try to make it work. Get, let me get out of the country and find somewhere with the lowest cost of living possible, where I don't feel like I'm going to die every day. I'm glad you had that last. That's <laughs> right. Like, me too. You could go live in North Korea if you wanted to. <laughs> oh, that was probably wouldn't have been on my list. <laughs> Texture says, what are, this is out of the blue, but what are the chances of Petrino still being at A&M when they play UofL? <laughs> Give it like 0% chance. I'm oddly intrigued by that possible future matchup. I'm not even a Louisville fan, and it's interesting. Uh, I would say it, it's very low, and it really is no reflection whatsoever on, on, on Louisville or A&M. It, Bobby Petrino doesn't stay anywhere. I mean, he just his, his entire career... I mean, that game is still several years away, right? Uh, Texas A&M, the first Texas A&M game is 2028. 
Yeah, there, yeah, isn't the I mean, for on. job hopping? He's done it twice this. And we're talking about that's, as a coordinator. That's, took, that's yeah, the, the man who took two jobs this offseason. <laughs> right. Like I don't expect him to last as a coordinator. Like if you gave me an over under of one point five seasons, I might take the under. You know, like for whatever reason, either Jimbo Fisher situation is going to blow up, or their situation together is going to blow up. Like something's going to happen. I don't feel like Bobby at A and M is going to be a multi year thing. I think he's going to try to. In his mind, he's probably trying to parlay it into another major college football, you know, head coaching job. He did, by I'm sure in his mind, what he could do at Missouri State, and that's why he was like, "All right, I'm going to take a Division One coordinator job." And then he was offered this SEC coordinator job. It's a perfect spot for him to go and be like, "Look, I can still play, still coach this game at this level." And he's not the most corrupt guy on that staff. Yeah, right. He found one of the only places in the country where he's like the third or fourth most noteworthy person there he's among friends in that regard mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's certainly not uh, a staff that i would want to be handcuffed to when they die uh, for sure <laughs> any of those guys uh, i still can't get over 2026 though every time i look at that schedule georgia at home at notre dame <laughs> it's kind of an insane schedule 2026 is going to be wild yeah, like obviously we don't obviously like the odds of the Georgia series, who knows? Who knows how that's well, going to look, especially with the with the new playoff structure and everything, whatever. They could get out of that contract. But just look at it from now. The 2026 schedule is going to be wild. Well, any assumption, I think, that that Petrino's going to be there a long time, like the, you're assuming that he's got a – that he's, like, turned over some, some new leaf. And guys, we're we're 25 years into thinking that Bobby is going to become someone else. <laughs> you know, like like he's he is what he is. He was never any different, not even for a minute. And and that doesn't mean that we get to treat him like he's done ev- like poorly. But you, it's we're, we're firmly in the place where like if you expect him to be different than he's ever been anywhere else, it's it's shame on you. You know, this is fool me twice now. This is you. You're the one that's making a mistake if you think he's going to be different. And so if it blows up this year, which it very well might, you cannot be shocked by that at all. No, and I'm, I'm expecting it. Like it, it's, That's six seasons down the road. I mean, he'll be on his third job, <laughs> you know, from now to by then. It's going like, to be glory. I will... I am very much looking for like it'll be the biggest disappointment and the biggest surprise ever if it's just oh it worked out a and m was better Bobby had a top ten offense everybody got what they wanted out of it that would be the most boring result here and the most unlikely I feel like I need fireworks I need I need them in a shouting match and a fist fight coming out of the tunnel like I want something like that I want the Jimbo oh. and Bobby just ego you know battle. The war. Yeah, I, we're talking about two guys who who think they individually are God's gift to offensive football. They, I mean, they do both of them. Like Jimbo thinks that too, and I would imagine him making staff changes uh, and and actually being perhaps tasked with handing it the offense off to someone else uh, infuriates him every day. Uh, and just like Chris Mack was like, oh, I got suspended. Well, when we come back, I'm undoing everything they've been doing while I'm out. <laughs> I, I, I don't expect Jimbo Fisher to just actually be hands-off at all. And do not forget that uh, Louisville hired Todd Grantham with Bobby when he came back here in 2014. And that reportedly they hated each other by the time the season even started. <laughs> So it's it's not like Jimbo Fisher's any easier to get along with there. No, no, it's going to be and and add in uh, Durkin and who else do they have down there? Adazio. Adazio. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that'll be fun. It's a motley crew of people for sure. It is, and like they don't have somebody like Saban on on the at the top. You know what I mean? Who's uh, con- he's a professional? You know what I mean? And he he'll. He has that reputation, and he'll nip it like he could. He could nip it all in the bud or whatever. Like it, what I say goes. Like they got Jimbo on top. Like Jimbo's going to be an irritant. You know, <laughs> he's he's not going to be somebody who makes it better. No, absolutely no, absolutely not. I, I would be shocked if if they played out any other way. 
uh, then then this is people using each other. It's going to be glorious. Uh, and they will move on quickly, and it will either go wonderfully or it will be a complete and total disaster. But worth watching, probably. I vote for disaster. I want chaos. Give me the disaster. That's right. And the whole time I'll be eating that potato out of my pocket, baby. All goes back to the potato. It does. <laughs> what do you think Petrino would call a pocket potato? Well, you know, I never knew you could eat a potato out of your pocket. I didn't know that. <laughs> I got a, got a spud in the side pocket there. I didn't know you could do that. I always thought he had to have it on a plate. The, well, the reason I asked is he very famously referred to Thanksgiving as <laughs> turkey, turkey meal. meal. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've, I've always, like, stopped whatever I'm doing just to, like, soak in for a second, like, there's not another living person I've ever heard called Thanksgiving turkey meal. Turkey day, fine. Right, turkey meal. Turkey meal, I've never heard another person say One that. of those dirt apples. What do you got there? <laughs> what do you got? Uh, Starchy tubers. Star- <laughs> Starchy tuber. <laughs> I was going to say, they probably know a lot about potatoes because his brother Paul was at Idaho for a while. So they probably oh, they're, all, a lot they're of, from out west. Yeah, yeah, they're from out west. So they probably know a lot about potatoes, but that spud in the pocket thing's probably new to them. <laughs> I'm just you, glad glad to think, spread that gospel. Do you think that Idaho is is like that? Where like like here, where everyone can just immediately turn on oh, I'm a horse racing uh expert. For, for even if it's just a week or whatever, yeah. or with, just for a trip to the, we all feel like we're like one degree from being able to just sort of step right over here and know everything about horses. Sure, That's what we do here, we can at least you, we were conversational at least. Or, or the Brits, like with rain. <laughs> like, <laughs> he is gave that what, them rain of all the stuff you could have said. Like you gave they England all have rain. like ninety-seven terms for rain, though. You know what I'm saying? Hey, right. Like, they, <laughs> like, are is everyone in Idaho like a, a sort of ocd expert on potatoes like there's only there's like less than half a million people in idaho there's less than a million people in idaho they probably all know about potatoes come on like a lot about potatoes most of them are probably related to potato farmers it's probably like their fourth grade education they're like idaho state history is like you all know about they potatoes. have to go to like the potato farm an operational potato farm as a as a field trip every year Oh, see, man, you're so right about that. Because when I was growing up in Florida, <laughs> we did we the strawberry festival. The strawberries, like it's it's time, and there's far more than they can use in some of these farms. So they would just have like a giant carnival and just give out strawberry shortcake <laughs> to eat those strawberries. <laughs> it's so true. You're right about that. They all have like really firm opinions about potatoes. Oh man, no, Idaho has 1.9 million, more than I thought. More than I thought. Because like Wyoming people or potatoes. Uh, people apparently okay because okay. you know like there's famously more bourbon barrels aging in kentucky right. than people there's probably a, a million potatoes per person they have, have trillions of potatoes in- <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> do you think that they're all like uh like napoleon dynamite where he's like this one got loose an onion patch or whatever like they can <laughs> yeah, tell like they can tell yeah yeah <laughs> they cut into a baked potato and like ah, oh, this one was this one was picked way too early that's right <laughs> Does Something the chickens like have large talons? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's take a break here, uh, and when we come back, uh, we will try to again get serious uh, and do. Uh, we have something we have not done in a while, Dave. Went to buy or sell. It'll be our oh, first buy or sell ahead. after Pat. We are going to do that on the other side. I'm here. happy. On the drive, when I found the belt, be right back. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. Listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, 
also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93 on the Ville. Mark Guinness, Dave Skull. Phone lines are open, 8150-939-3831-939 for the UPS Jobs text line. You can hit us up that way as well. We have not done buy or sell in a really long time. I'm actually kind of surprised at how long it's been. Let's do it, man. Let's start. Either buys or f***ing sell. The bacon there at once and sell, sell. The only problem you're going to have is that you didn't buy more. All right, it has been a while, Mark. I, I've only done this a handful of times, so let's see how rusty are you, are this is. You, are you trying to set expectations, Spencer? Because I, I, I need you to exceed whatever expectations you have for yourself. How about that? You got to lower the bar, man. Just nope. got sell low, man. <laughs> sell low, name. <laughs> sell low. No, that's not what you were supposed to do. <laughs> well, let's see what you guys were going to do here with buy or sell today. So I know earlier you guys were having a discussion, best case, worst case, with the new player manual, a core for that Lowell was at last week. So my question to you guys, buy or sell, we see him play tonight. Just see the court any bit of time. Uh, I will buy that he sees the court, but it's. I think it's it's closer to a 50-50 proposition right now. But I, I'm willing to bet that there's some stretch, either because of foul trouble or like bad play in general. It's just, just like something frustrates him to the point where he – he puts a core four in there, but I don't think he's going to be leaning on tonight or anything like that. Yeah, I'll I'll buy first of all that he plays, and I'm going to hope that there's there's just no way that Kenny would talk about him like the way that he did, and then not not play him and let us have a chance to see it for no other reason than the the good vibes that just a hard playing guy would bring uh, Kenny at this point. So I'm going to buy that he'll play. He has to. See, I'm gonna, I'm on the other side. I'm no, selling it. No, I just no. I, I, I want to see him play. Obviously, I think there's no downside like we discussed yesterday, Mark. But it's just with the way the roster is constructed, we've seen like Fabio Basili, and again, there's probably a lot of different circumstances that he's not playing. But look at the guards. It's like Ellis and James, and we're not even seeing Fabio crack the rotation at all. So that's why I'm kind of leaning no. But it wouldn't surprise me. Kind of like biscuits, fifty-fifty. If we see him kind of play late in the game, where it's like either foul trouble or it's another blowout, so we just throw someone out there. Um, so switch up next time. Next question. Excuse me. Last game out the team. It was a pitiful. I mean, I don't do rehash that much. The team had six total assists, five by Ellis, one by trainer buy or sell. The team today gets assists from more than two guys and they have more than six overall assists. God, how depressing is this? Really like, bringing out the big guns here. Unreal! Like it, it's not a ridiculous question, but it is a ridiculous question. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm reading that stat line again. Like six total assists last game, and five was by one guy. Like that's pathetic with this t- bunch. Gosh, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be the optimist here. I'll, <laughs> I'll buy that they will, they will exceed both. That they will. Uh, that they will have more assists than that, and then it'll be more than than two guys. I just, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with me, but I just am gonna choose to believe literally on faith <laughs> that they're gonna do something different tonight. This is such like an arbitrary thing, almost because it's it's such a low number that even if I say they're do better, I'm not saying that they're gonna do great. You know what I mean? Seven <laughs> assists by three guys. <laughs> I'm not saying they're going to be like all world if I say seven assists, but you're saying both are correct. Seven, yes. like more than six more assists than six. and more than two different players. Yes. That's the kicker, though, because we have we just do not generate offense inside out. You know, we just don't. I mean, I, if our, our big men, there's not a whole lot of kicking it in, kicking it back out. You know what I mean? It just that's not our forte. That ball movement. So I, man, I wouldn't be surprised. Anywhere from five to nine assists. God. But I think it's wor- like I'm worried that it's just going to be two guys again. Um, I'll sell it just to be different. No, just to no, be different from Mark. No. I, I hate that I'm selling it, but I'm going to sell it because I just don't think it's. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I think one of those two things aren't going to be met. 
Fair, fair. I'll, I'll buy it just because I think the bar is so low that it almost... That was my struggle. Spencer. It's like, we can, can, like, just one assist by someone. Like, get three guys with one assist, and then someone, like, Ellis can go off on that. And we can see how it goes from there. It, it's such a depressing conversation. There's man. not enough positives you can. There's not any positives you can say about this team at all. I mean, this next one's even more pathetic too. Yeah, nice uniforms. It's yeah, they got nice unis. Uh, the line last I checked was BC by nine and a half. Buy or sell? Louisville covers the spread tonight. Well, I might as well be just keep the irrational uh, optimism going here, uh, and say that uh, that they will. They will cover that. I mean, it's God. It's not. Uh, it's not encouraging looking at at Boston. That number. I mean, they just beat Notre Dame. Uh, they're they, they had lost Boston College four in a row previously, but they lost to Duke by one. Got blown out by Miami, and and even worse by by Wake Forest. They're a weird team to get a handle on. Like this is not a great team. This is not even like a really good team. They're nine and eleven. They're number one eighty four in Ken Palm. If Louisville plays really, really well, they'll win. But it, that is obviously an enormous uh, if. So I, I won't predict that by any by any means. But I'll say they cover. Uh, I'm worried. Reluctantly. About, yeah, yeah. You sounded really excited about that. It's on the road. You know, it's not at home. Which I know that doesn't make that much of a difference. But I'm a little worried about they've been Quentin Post since he came back. Uh, he started playing in, in late late December. He's played seven games. He's been in double digits six out of the seven games. He's coming off a 29 and 14 performance against Notre Dame with two blocks. That's rough to have a big like that who's coming on as of late. And and I just I worry I worry about them being a little bit more even though they've struggled since he's come back they've struggled similarly to what they did before he was there uh he was so impressive last time out I'm worried about him um being somebody that we can't do anything about so I I'm gonna say we don't cover no I'm gonna sell no it. no and I hate that I hate it but I, I'm gonna sell it like like there was that stretch back like we discussed yesterday early January it's like Syracuse there was a few games where you were covering they had five straight covers it's yeah. like Okay, just, we're seeing some progress here. I just think that Pittsburgh last week just took a lot of momentum, and maybe it's more listening to the fans' reaction to it than you know hearing from Kenny Payne or the players themselves. But I, I'm no, selling it. I just no, think it's gonna be another no. game where it could be like they get off to an early start, but then something unravels with the team, and it's just a downhill from there. What I'm worried about is not them keeping it close. I'm worried about the or like staying close for most of the game. I'm worried about them keeping it close at the end. You know, like it always seems like something happens. We have that stretch of bad basketball, and everything falls apart. Nine and a half is not that big of a spread for this team. It's just not. It's not. But we've seen this team before. They get blown what? out night in, night out. Go ahead, Mark. That's, but keep in mind with, with Boston College, they lost to Syracuse by 14. They lost to Duke by one, but then they lost to Miami by 16. They lost to Wake Forest sure. by 22. They lost to Carolina by eight. Like this, It's not a great team. But So if, if Louisville gets sort of dog walk like they did against Pitt that means that they played much worse you know they played poorly because Boston College doesn't do that they lost to Tarleton State they lost to Billy Gillespie earlier in the year but the sad like, thing is Mark we can do the same thing with Louisville know, it's, like, the, it's like I know I know <laughs> the bar is so low it's like we've exceeded every I mean, metric remember, I realize it's it's been a while but you remember the Florida State game I get yeah. it. Florida State's had a really bad year a really, I really bad they, year. I, I saw the halftime. They the got final. rocked by Miami. Yeah, I saw like, the halftime score was not good. Was it 56 to 28 or something that like that? That was at half. That was, was at half. Like it, I, mean, I watched the first couple minutes of the second half. I had to change it. Like, to, like I thought we could have beat Florida. Not beat. I thought we could have competed with Florida State the first time around. It got even rough. though it was on the road, and it was just ugly. It got rough against the bad team. You know, and I just, I don't know. I realize that it's 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 different, but is it at this point? And I think the the reaction last week was. The fallout since then has been a lot of people doing the dreaded thing that we that we have really been been hoping didn't happen, and that's checking out completely. You know, and that's that's what a lot of the text messages have been about, and it's for their own mental health. You know, they're like, dude, I don't even watch basketball on Wednesdays anymore. <laughs> like, all I mean, right. Ethan said last week, I don't even read the score anymore. It doesn't make it doesn't matter yeah. at this point. <laughs> My guy, Ethan. Which you can hear Ethan more tonight. Whenever the game goes, an hour after the game goes final, probably. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this I promise is the last 
men's basketball question. I have a women's question after this um, to change the pace. But will buy or sell? And I hate saying it. We will win more than, or no, we just win two more games this year. Buy or sell? They in the rest of the season, ACC play. I'll even throw in the ACC tournament at this point. Louisville will come on top twice. I'm sorry. I, was, I'm sorry. <laughs> I marked that. I, I that was I phrased it so poorly. I deserved that. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I was like, "Damn it!" All right. Okay. Can't. Okay, I'll just over refresh. Buy or sell. Louisville will win two more games this year. <laughs> there you go. How much what? easier was that? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, just avoid that word. And now it sounds much better for me to say, "I'll buy that." <laughs> I, will, I will buy that. Louisville will win uh, more than than two games down the stretch here. That they will win at least three of these these remaining games. Man, they, they don't Bumble. play. It just. The, I'm not that's the thing I don't think I'm being bold it just won't take much to win a couple of these and I know that this season has been rough for Louisville it's true but there are several teams on the schedule of remaining who are having rough seasons as well and to the extent that you're worried about Louisville perhaps not checking out and that sort of thing they're going to do the same thing too I think there's there's going to be wins out there to be had not many but but more than two I want to buy it but I just can't right now like, I am just hoping that they win one. No, no, no. And I, until they do that in the ACC, I can't count on them to win two. You know, and that's that's the sad reality where I'm at right now. I hope I'm wrong. Hope we win tonight. Okay, we all hope we're wrong. We want to win out. But I keep I keep saying that because, you know. We've only been wrong once this year, and that was the, <laughs> the Western Kentucky game. That was yeah. the only time we're like, we're going to lose. And it was not, but it's yeah, whatever. I People always misconstrue it. You know, they'll take it however they want. I really want them to win this game, but I don't think they will. I really yeah. want them to win two more games. I don't think they will. Yeah, I'm with so. you, Dave. I'm, I'm no, selling. No, I, I no. do think some for some reason, I've noted him as just a bad team. I think they could win Saturday. That's like the one win I'll give them going forward. Ethan Moore, I know, has said Georgia Tech when he thinks the first ACC win will be. I just think they'll win one game and it's like okay that we didn't get go wills ac play so there's that but gosh nobody's just, taking virginia oh gosh <laughs> maybe maybe that's the game that we decide to play well that would be absolutely ridiculous because well, be virginia plays a snail ever. pace that we just low scoring maybe we're not getting our ass kicked the entire time it all starts hitting 30 footers yeah you know, whatever oh i i think one of the funniest things that could possibly happen would be you know, Kenny doing a really poor job uh, this year, and we really having issues coming up with, with like literally just about anything that the team does really, really well, you know, because of him. And then he randomly cannot help but just destroy Virginia. <laughs> right? Like, the, he and he can't really even necessarily articulate why it seems to work so well, but that he ha- owns Virginia, and that it's really more about like, God making sure there's something that can keep Virginia humble that, by somebody inexplicably having their number and it turns out to be Kenny Payne. Like that that would be one of the funniest possible things that could happen in a disappointing year. All right, final question. Let's go to the, to the women's side of things here. Women's team back in action tomorrow night against Wake Forest. I know Dave's you're doing a post-game show, correct, on that tomorrow no. night? No? Oh, well, the schedule said it was. So. Well, so I, he asked us late, and we couldn't do it. All right, so I apologize for that. Didn't mean no to sell show. Didn't mean to sell that hope there. But they do play tomorrow night against Wake Forest. Buy or sell? They, the cards bounce back from that tough loss to NC State last Sunday and get the win tomorrow night. Uh, I buy that. Uh, look, the NC State game, I've said it was a weird. Okay, it was a weird game because – it seemed like Louisville that we we did we addressed all of the things that we've been doing poorly this year. We didn't turn the ball over an egregious amount. Uh, they defended the three point line okay, uh, and they did well preventing offensive rebounds. And all of a sudden they couldn't shoot. <laughs> I mean, NC State's a good defensive team. They had a good defensive game plan against Haley, but the entire team couldn't shoot. Shot thirty percent as a team and if you take out morgan cc and and mikasa they shot less than 20 percent. it's like seven for 36 
uh, that is egregious. And as a team, Louisville has been number one in, in the league field goal percentage and number two in three-point percentage. Um, scoring and shooting have not been the issue for this team. They just created an issue after solving all the rest of them. So Wake Forest is a middle-of-the-pack team uh, in, in the ACC, mid, mid to low. They're, they're, they're not great this year, uh, but there are no easy wins on the road. I still think they'll come out focused, um, hopefully carry all the positives over from the NC State game, and actually hit some shots. I think they win, and they win relatively comfortably. Mark, you got anything you want to say there? I mean, I th- yeah, I, I think that they'll win. Uh, I'm not. I've, I've been the optimist through this, but I agree with you. I think that the, they don't. We feel disappointed this year, uh, and I know that Jeff's been disappointed uh, this year, but I don't. The losses, by and large, have been defensible. It's not. They haven't been Lenoir Ryan, you know. They haven't, they haven't lost to any terrible teams. I promise you. Right, atrocious. And so I don't think I don't think Wake Forest is the kind of team I'm worried about them playing so badly that they give that game uh, away. And I and I still maintain that they're close. That that they are, you know, that he is continuing to sort of tinker and that it will click at some point. Oh, they're on the verge. Uh, I agree. Yeah. They're on the verge. I, I think yeah, they're I'm not worried about them going backwards. Yeah. I'm going to keep it positive here. I'll buy it. I think it's just tomorrow. It's women's basketball. You you never know, but the ACC, like you said, Dave, you know more about the ACC women's basketball slate than Mark and I do. And Louisville, they're due for another – they can't shoot as poorly as they did on Sunday. That was an outlier. It was against a good defensive team, but they couldn't even make – I don't don't think Haley's going four for 20 from the field again. God, I hope not. We all do. But that's been buy or sell. It's been nice to be back here. Maybe we'll make it some more uh, regularly here, Mark. we got to get back on Wednesdays doing that, man. It's been good. I agree. Good job uh, there, Spencer. All right. 8150939. That's uh, the number if you want uh, to get in here. 3831939 for the UPS Jobs text line. Dave, really quickly, did you see uh, Pat Mahomes come out uh, and uh, take questions today? Walk up to the podium confidently, stride up there, no boot, no limp, or anything like that. And what do you make of it? If so, I did see it, and I don't really know what to make of it. <laughs> I don't know if he's just playing mind games or what. A little gamesmanship. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's obvious this was about sending a message, and I fully expected, by the way, the uh, the line, which which I think had had moved fully to to Cincinnati being favored on the road with the questions about Mahomes, like I fully expect it to end up going off with the Chiefs being favored again if he looks even remotely uh, close to 100%. Yeah, for sure. It's funny, like, I, because right now, and I'm surprised Spencer didn't throw us an NFL question on these uh, on these uh, conference championship you games. You know, I debated that, but I wanted to, you know, hold off the discussion until Friday when it's okay. a little closer. Because I, I, I thought Friday we'd be having some fun, some chaos, some whatnot. So I thought Friday, you know, 5 it's, o'clock it's, hour, we'd be talking some playoffs. It's Pocket Potato Friday. For sure. <laughs> For sure. On a Wednesday. <laughs> On a Wednesday. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's funny because the hype is all the way rolling on the Bengals. And I understand. Look, I am I think they're playing best the best as anybody right now. And and obviously um, Burrow's 3-0 and against the Chiefs. And I keep telling myself that. Like, like every time I've talked myself into the Bengals, I'm like, yeah, but Mahomes – on the other side, the and big, are they going to go zero and four against this team? You know, the O line has been such an issue. But like, that's why I thought they, the Bengals would lose last week to Buffalo. I'm like, that O line's just terrible. But they has not mattered. Like, if anyone can avoid it with the horrible O line, it's Burrow. We saw it last postseason. Well, they were missing two starters too. That was kind of that. But they they played fine last week. They really did. Played fine. Looked pretty good against the Bills. Like I'm talking about the the offensive line. I think it was well, only I, one sack, if I recall. Mm-hmm. They had a. I, I, here's the thing. I, I think that they had a. Uh, they, it is an issue the offensive line, but the the Bengals they had a great game plan, and really kind of counterintuitively kind of leaned into. Okay, that people think the offensive line is an issue, and they ran the ball more, right, and better, and it really made them very difficult to deal with uh, for for Buffalo's defense. Like they could just could not get them off the field uh, in that game. And they're going to go to Kansas City with a ton of confidence. I think that's the thing that, that really gets me is that I think a lot of teams 
that play Kansas City are a little bit psyched out almost before they take the field. They know they've got to be hyper-careful or else they're going to give up scores, and they know they're going to have to score and keep up with the opponents and all that sort of thing. And I don't think the, the and sometimes they, they psych themselves out and they take chances they shouldn't take and all that sort of thing. And I just don't think Cincinnati's going to have any of those problems at all. And it look, it feels weird to me. I, I imagine lifelong you know fans of, of Cincinnati, it's going to take some getting used to for you as well. But I have a ton of confidence in them. Yeah, and, I mean, they're my pick. I used to make fun of of the the hire of, of of Zach Taylor. It seemed like he you know got the he was one of the early guys who got a job like just for for having Sean McVay in his contacts <laughs> on his phone. Yeah, or like fitting the profile. Yeah. Yeah, and, but he has done a tremendous job, and I have, I think they're going to win. I think they should be favored, and I would bet them even if they were favored. Yeah. I agree. The on line all has counts. shifted. It was like one and a half Kansas City open. Last I checked, it was one and a half Cincinnati, and so it line has shifted to the Bengals' favor. But I'm kind of with Mark. Like Zach Taylor was a QB's coach with the Rams before he got hired as a head coach. It's like he's making that kind of a leap forward. It's like is that going to be bold there? And like, but there was, he has. It has. Like, I mean, if they didn't do anything last year, he might have been fired because they had two poor years. But then last year they make the surprise run of the playoffs, the Super Bowl, and now this year they're on the cusp of going back to back Super Bowl appearances. It's pretty incredible. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was like, "Look, they're. I think they're playing the best of anybody in the AFC. I think that they're the best team available, like left right now. And I think that like they're my pick to win the Super Bowl. And it's just astounding to believe that we're here from where we were a year and a half ago. Well, it, I think look, it just goes to show you, like when you nail the quarterback position, like it. It's far more like there. There is a multiplier effect to it uh, when you nail quarterback, especially in the NFL. Uh, and they have, uh, and it's led them where they are. And to add to it, though, like he is really cool. Also, what happens when like, you miss on the quarterback position? Um, <laughs> you're the Houston Texans. I was gonna say the New York Jets. Yeah, so it, was about, it was right there. Yeah. It was right there. I mean, Bucks did it for about forty years. Uh, the Bucks have still not drafted a quarterback and signed him to a second deal. Still, it's astounding. It, it, it's one of the worst uh, stats in sports. All right, we'll take a quick break. Be right back here on the Drive and I Thunderbolt.